welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the Social Living Podcast. I'm your host, Julian Green, and I have my co-host, Jamal Lawrence. Man, it's Wednesday. How are we doing? Back again for another episode. Yeah, good, man. It's been it's a busy week, Black Friday on, yeah, in two days, less than two days now. So yeah, just preparing for that. Hectic week, but I never hectic week the week uh, next week as well. So yeah, I'm just kind of it's this the calm before the storm at the moment. Yeah, trust but, me. Yeah, just just taking it all in my stride. Yeah, trust me, man. That's good. That's good. It's good that you're busy. Obviously, you're you're working for a bigger conglomerate, so I I wouldn't expect anything else. You know, mm-hmm. um, at this time is is probably one of the biggest. Well, one of the busiest times of the year. You know, for most businesses, this this is Q4. You know, this is showtime. Mm-hmm. This is showtime for everybody, and um, yeah, it's quite fitting for the episode as well. This episode is, do you know the history of Black Friday? And many people don't. You'd be surprised, um, especially when it comes to UK Black Friday history as well. Not many people understand it. You know, um, so yeah, it's very interesting. It's gonna be a very interesting mm-hmm. episode. Uh, definitely for sure. How are you anyway, Jules? I just not yeah. Um, you know what? I'm good, man. I'm good. It's been a hectic week for me. Uh I haven't I haven't I haven't worked this week. That's that's how hectic it has been. <laughs> um on a personal level, uh I had a lot going on in terms of christenings, weddings, stag dues, you know, being best man. So big shout out to my business partner who got married yesterday. Um yeah, man, it was. It's, it's been a hectic week, so I haven't haven't been working as such. Uh, just kind of been looking at things from afar, making sure there's no fires or anything like that. But yeah, man, it's good. Uh, everything everything's good on my side. I have I've stayed off the I've stayed off the gram. Um, like I got phone calls today about football. I, I totally forgot about football. <laughs> like I just, you, know, it's, you know, you're just you zoned in. You know, yeah. I forgot about football, forgot about this and that. So yeah, man. We got a question already. I don't know if you wanna do we do we do we wanna open this? Yeah, let's yeah, let's start it off. Start it off well. Let's play it. <laughs> All right, cool. Let me open this. Shalom, brothers. Most high in Christ bless to y'all this afternoon. Hey, let me ask you, man. What do I win? What do I win if I answer the question right? Huh? What's on the block for the prizes? Uh <laughs> I'm just kidding. Look at uh let me see. Do you know the history of Black Friday? Black Friday, I believe, was when they sold Negroes for half off that weekend, that 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 Friday. They uh came up with the sale prices of them uh in order to get it get better deals. But I can't remember the occasion that it actually first started it. But I think that's that's what it was when they sold Negroes uh at a discount price, right? Or wrong. Let me know. Straight into it. Straight into it, and I love it. Big shout out to the Pride of Judah for answering that, answering that question in that way. Um, and I, I, we're going to get to it. We're going to get to it. And we're going to start off there, I think. Um, I literally just done some research on this. So, Black Friday, as our, as our listener just mentioned, they believed it started off where slave owners used to sell slaves for half the price uh, on a specific Friday, uh, leading up, I guess, towards Christmas. Um, you know what? I've done as much research as I, as I can. 
and there are many sources that say this is the truth. However, looking on different sources, if we use examples such as the Washington Post in the US or uh, the Telegraph in the UK, they they clearly dismiss this. Um, so it makes it very hard to say this is exactly where it started. Um, but again, I'm not going to say that's not true. This could be true, but I don't know if it is the truth. So I'm not going to sit and say, yeah, this is definitely when Black Friday started. Um, according to my research, uh, the dates where, that people have mentioned that, yeah, this is, um, it was during these times in the 1800s that, um, you know, slaves were discounted and they used to sell black folk or black people uh, for, for a discounted price. The dates that people have suggested was actually at a date when slavery was abolished. So it's hard to say. However, it kind of leads me on to a different conversation, which isn't a conversation for now, but I, I really don't want Black people to really latch onto that type of trauma about Black Friday. I really don't want them to kind of go into that because there's other things to focus on. Is, is what I'm is what I'm gonna say on on that one, but uh, yeah, according to my research, um, yeah, it 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 may have happened, and it might have been a thing on certain plantations, but whether it's a thing for most plantations, I have no idea. But um, yeah, it, there there are very much suggestions of it, and again, the the bigger conglomerates deny it, which I'm not surprised either. You know, because it kind of yeah. goes against it goes against what people stand for today. So it's hard. I guess it's always hard to it's always hard to trust those publications because because of their history and their mm-hmm. their thoughts towards black people in general. So it's always hard to trust these publications and the news they feed you. But yeah, I guess you can only do your own research and then take of it as as it is really, and have your own thoughts and opinions on on what is right and what what is truthful or false, I guess. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, you know, if that was the case in the past, let's not latch onto that. Let's create a new version of what Black Friday is for you. And let's make that a positive thing for ourselves. Or if you have your own business, this could be a day where you make your most sales, you know, and let's focus on your Black Friday for Black-owned businesses or something along those lines, as opposed to thinking about slavery and things like that. Because that's going to be a time we don't need to focus on any losses that we've had in the past. We need to start focusing on victories that we can have now and in the future. So that becomes our new history. And that can be the things that we talk about in the future. You see what I'm saying? 100%. 100%. Yeah. So, yeah. But that was a good, 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 good way to start off the podcast, to be honest. So, yeah, man. Big up, big up Pride of Judah for answering that question. I. I hope he. I hope he doesn't feel uh, uh, like neglected because you might not have agreed with him, and you might have wanted to have a deeper conversation. But it is what it is, man. We're trying to be positive here. We are trying to be positive. But in terms of you, Jam, like, do you, do you remember your first, um, I guess, engagement with with Black Friday? Like, even just as a consumer, as opposed to like work. As a consumer, it wouldn't me be me directly. It would have been my. I think it's my parents actually. And this is the, mm. I think it was when the Nintendo Wii started 
getting a bit of hype and it was it was quite scarce in terms of um finding a bit like the PS5 at the moment, finding product that's available in stores or online. But this would have been maybe like 2010, so like 11 years ago. But I think it was that time where my dad brought me and my brother, Isaac, who's been on the pod, um, a Nintendo Wii. But he managed to get like the last one in stock from, I think it was the Blockbuster, <laughs> Blockbusters at the time um, on Black Friday, which is mad. But I think that that might be the earliest, earliest memory of it. But now, yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a sport for me now. <laughs> like, I enjoy it. Like, I, I probably enjoy Black Friday more than I do the Christmas period. Just in terms of oh, really kind of just in terms of trying to grab a bargain and mm-hmm. and being on a hunt. Like up the a few months leading up to Black Friday, I won't, won't spend a penny because I know things are gonna be discounted. Well I hope things will be discounted so I can save a bit of a bit of cash here and there. Mm. To be fair, there's a well, lot of myths around the prices the prices. Like like you you mentioned in there that you know you, you won't spend your money until like Black Friday appears and there's deals and you know there's loads of like last minute deals or whatever but then at the same time you've seen I've worked in retail before I've seen a few Black Friday deals and how it might work in retail especially in store where we just keep the prices the same but we might increase the regular retail price so Mm -hmm. the RRP price which makes it seem like there's a bigger discount that really everything has to stay the same. Mm. There's yeah, there's laws in that around that now. So I think I'm not too sure it might be a month. So a price has to be on a product has to be set on sale for the price it's showing for a month before it can be discounted. So there's yeah, like beforehand um companies would put the price up like a week or a few days before Black Friday and then drop yeah, it down yeah, to yeah, the yeah. price. But yeah, laws put in place now to kind of rectify that. Actually, there's um, on my old on my old agency, um, the boss created a tool called Alerta, which is a price mm-hmm. tracking tool. So you put in the URL of the product you're looking to buy, you sign up obviously, and the the tool will track when the price drops for you and it'll notify you. Um, mm-hmm. but you also can see the the price history. So once that product's been inserted into the tool. You can see the price history throughout um, the days and weeks and months. So, leading up to Black Friday, a lot, of, a lot of our customers through the tool used to do that. They used to input, used to see an influx of um, usage on the tool from from about September, September time, and people could then see the the, the price history and and see if they're actually getting a bargain on Black Friday. Mm. Wow, that's a great tool, you know. Mm, that that's is. Actually, like, I need I need something like that now. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I need something like that now because there's loads of like flash shells and stuff like that, especially for like something like Gymshark or something like that. But that's a great tool. That's a great tool. You know what? For me though, personally, I don't really fuss about Black Friday too tough. It's only once I know that I want something specific. So right now, I'm looking for a new phone, and mm-hmm. I'm. I'm contemplating whether I should buy a phone outright or not. So I'm waiting for the deals on Black Friday to see if there's any change in price before I commit to my decision um, in getting the phone that I want to get. So I'm waiting. Uh, I'm waiting on Friday. Hopefully there's a price drop. Um, 
and and then we'll see if I can get if I if I can get the phone. If it's more worth it for me to buy the phone outright, or I just you know get a, a bundle deal from from my uh, network provider. So yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see, man. We'll see, we'll see. But it's interesting. It's interesting that you said that. Like for you, when you were younger, it was like your parents kind of going out. But for me, when when I was younger, I never my my parents. Like the, to me, the biggest sales day was like Boxing Day. Like that was mm-hmm. that was it. And um, the more I do research in the UK, Black Friday didn't really come into into play until 2013. Mm. And it was actually introduced by Asda because Asda's like uh, owned is US owned, right? So, um, so for those who don't know, Asda in the UK is a supermarket. Uh, which is owned by Walmart, which is a massive supermarket in the US. And they basically brought Black Friday over to the UK where they just did some huge deals in 2013. And then that was when we saw the manic. That was when, in the height of obviously social media, and we saw people kind of running into stores, stealing trolleys and stuff to try and get TVs and people fighting over TVs that were like half price or 70% off or whatever it might be. Um, and it was just complete manic. Again, at that time, I didn't know anything about it. But if you were a bargain hunter, you would have you would have probably been there trying to get deals for whatever it was or trying to get deals for like Christmas shopping and things like that. But yeah, that was, that was never me, man. <laughs> yeah, I remember seeing the, especially early days, Seeing that, just watching the news and seeing the, the manic of, like you said, people running out with TVs and barging past people. It look, yeah, it looks savage. It looks savage. But luckily nowadays, I'm not too sure, you know, what it's like now. I'm not too sure if there's that same hype um, within stores because everything's online and it's easy to just kind of grab your deal as quick as possible. So, yeah, yeah it'd be yeah, interesting yeah. to see I what things I, are like in stores now. I think in the UK, it's more of like a Black November than it is like Black Friday. Like, yeah, like, it's like it's like the whole month there's sales, but then once you get to the Friday, it might drop a little bit more. Do you know what I mean? Um, mm. But people do try to start their sales early. I don't know if it's just the, the way things, just the culture here in the UK. But um, I do want to take it back a little bit because we touched on, you know, some people's opinions on how Black Friday started, but we haven't kind of gone into all, like, all the different variations that that i've heard of have you heard of any no like like i said i've not really had time to do the research but the the only one i did hear of was of the 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 slavery and selling off uh black people at a discounted price so yeah interested Mm. to kind of hear a bit more about the other the other theories yeah sure yeah sure so the, the the one that i knew um i heard about quite a few years ago to be honest was um like Black Friday wasn't first a kind of associated with the retail market and kind of consumer market. It was more associated with the financial market. So basically, I think it was in, uh, I don't know when it was actually, uh, I believe it was like 1960, it might have been 1868. Um, don't quote me on that. Yeah, 1869, there we go. 1869, there was um, a crash of the US gold market um I'm, I'm i'm assuming this is like during the gold rush where loads of people started moving over to california to kind of get gold um 
because gold was the new in thing and everything like that. And when people got over there, there wasn't much gold. So the price of gold actually ended up falling um, because I don't, I, don't, I don't actually know why, but the price, the overall price of gold fell and it crashed, right? And when that happens, they call that day when something crashes black and whatever the day it is. So that would be, if it was a Monday, it would, it would be Black Monday. If it was a Tuesday, it would be Black Monday. Do you know what I mean? So there's been so many different Wall Street crashes in the past. And whatever day it is that it happens, like, they'll call that day Black and whatever day it is. And okay. I guess essentially that's what it is. That's, that's kind of like the birth of the name of Black Friday. But then mm. it, it quickly kind of, started to become associated in, in other, I guess, instances or ever, like, in, into shopping, basically. But even before even before that, um, the one that I heard of the most was when it was, this used to be the time where, I guess, businesses would sell the most leading up towards Christmas. So it would be just after Thanksgiving where most people would make their purchases and businesses would go from being in, I guess, in minus, in debt, and then kind of go into profit. So they'd be making a loss, and then they were going to profit after their sales just after Thanksgiving. So, okay. and then that's when it would be. So basically, businesses would go from red into black, and it would be on that Friday. So Thanksgiving is being on a Thursday, and then on that Friday, all the businesses kind of would go into black and then that kind of turned into like basically Black Friday. But again, that's two different stories, but it's kind of, it gets adopted and spread around. So obviously with America being so big, like this could have started in different states. Um, like mm -hmm. I know in, in, in Philadelphia, apparently there used to be like a really big American football match on the Friday uh, after Thanksgiving and it was like, everybody's going to watch this game. So police officers couldn't take it off if you were a fire a fireman or you worked in a fire brigade. You couldn't take that day off because everybody's trying to go and watch this um, army American football match. And um, that used, they used to call that day Black Friday. So it was just hectic okay. and manic. And yeah. then it, this kind of transitioned. And then obviously it comes out, it, it kind of just spreads. So all these people are using Frat Friday and it was always associated with kind of like Thanksgiving and, and, and the start of the Christmas season where people start buying things towards uh, like for Christmas and things like that. So, yeah, I think that's kind of where we see like the birth of, of Black Friday. But it's completely changed today, right? Because remember right, that, yeah. that, being a, that being a US thing, it's now been spread kind of probably around the world. And with the likes of Asda over here in the UK bringing it in and the likes of Amazon bringing it in as well, that's where it kind of becomes more popular because everybody, shop well, I don't say everybody shops at Amazon, but Amazon has a, a wide range of users. Asda's super well known. So it just starts spreading from there. And then you see, you start seeing other businesses cropping up. And then obviously with technology being involved, they want to, they want to, they want like a consumer holiday as well. So the Monday after you have the Cyber Monday where there's more deals on 
I guess, online on websites and things like that, where the traditional store. So like at first, Black Friday was for you to kind of go in store and you'll get a lot of foot traffic to your store because everybody's looking for a deal. And then on Monday, it would be, okay, if you do online shopping, this is when we'll do it. But now, I don't want to say like high street retailers are dying, but there's nowhere near as many as there used to be. And mm -hmm. um, do you know what I mean? So the transition is kind of merging into one. So that whole weekend is basically like Black Friday. And then over mm -hmm. here in the UK, it's basically Black November because deals will start running in and you can get some pretty good, pretty good deals coming in yeah it's for like for a consumer um i guess i guess why if they decide uh brands decide um doing their black friday deals earlier is simply because if a consumer your average consumer might earn 1800 pounds uh a month and they've got maybe 200 pounds disposable income they kind of want to get there first so they can get get a slice of that get a slice of the market share before they think about spending money elsewhere that's kind of where you see Amazon start their Black Friday deals early, the likes of Curry's, because they want to get in as early as possible, especially if their products are are, are high-value products. You kind of want to get in there before your consumers have already spent their money elsewhere. Yeah, it's true. Especially, yeah, you see a lot of small business small businesses taking that approach because they, they mm. want to get in there before they start spending money with the bigger bigger businesses, so... That's interesting yeah, yeah, yeah. to see the strategies behind it, especially now being brand-sided and understanding, like, the different approaches. And sometimes that doesn't work. Like, um, I know brands that have started to do their Black Friday, Black Friday deals early, and they've just not had oh. the, the uptake they would they would have if they condensed over, for example, this weekend. So, mm -hmm. I guess it's just trial and error for brands and figuring out yeah, very what, much, what works. Very much so, man. Like, uh, just in the history of what I've been doing in social media and just kind of online marketing, Black Friday with two of my previous companies that I worked for, that used to be the biggest day of the year that we would sell advertising. So it was very hard for people to get advertising. Everybody wanted to make sure they had an advert out on that weekend. So we, if we were selling advertise space, advertising space, the price of the advertising space would literally triple, even quadruple, even go five times up sometimes mm -hmm. in price, just to just to be able to kind of advertise at the right time and in front of the right user. So everybody's fighting for eyeballs. Do you know what I mean? And especially with the likes of um, Amazon, um, so many huge brands, like especially like technology brands, like speakers, headphones, consoles, all these types of people always, all these types of brands always trying to fight for some kind of market share on Black Friday, so they are aware. And and obviously, it's a good time, you know, bundle de bundle deals for like PlayStation Five or something with FIFA or whatever um, for Christmases, you know, for like people to buy. You know, oh, I'm gonna get this for my son or whatever. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So they might not traditionally buy it in August or whatever because they got they haven't got the income. But if you you know discount it by like 30 percent throw in a game and a control pad people more people are allowed to buy it and you'll sell more units so um yeah it is it is you have to be careful though because i think it really depends like on who you are um i got an article here where i see that adobe that's where they <laughs> on black fridays when they see the most uptick in software sales so whether it be photoshop whether it be adobe spark or 
any of their kind of software programs that they have, Illustrator and things like that. It's on Black Friday where they sell the most subscriptions to their to their software. And whatever it is that they do, they're doing it right. And normally when it comes to software, I can't lie, that that's when I see you see the cheapest subscriptions. She's, I don't know if you've been if you've been looking around, but that's when I see the the cheapest subscriptions. Like um, a big shout out to the the Athletic uh, in the UK. So the Athletic is like a um, online news sports uh, media company, uh, and they cover like every single football team in the UK. They also do other sports as well, and uh they normally charge like it could be like three four pounds a month or something like that but um when when they do their black friday sales they charge like it'd be like one pound a month for 12 months and it's like oh that's amazing (laughs) i mean and like uh yeah because i I like their their articles that they do they're really in depth and everything has a pay everything has a paywall for them yeah, go mm. I was just going to say, I remember when they first jumped on the scene and I was a bit like, oh, this is a bit unheard of to see like a, a journalist site kind of independently make their way through social media, I guess. That was their, their way in. And they've, they've yeah, done it well. Like they've, they've managed to take a lot of top journalists away from some of the bigger companies like Sky and BBC. Uh, David Orsine being one, like the first one that comes to my head. And yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're now the, the go-to place for transfer news and, and exclusive co- um, content, which is which is good to see. Mm. Yeah, no, a big shout out to them. And I, I subscribed to them last year. It was at £1 a month. I was like, this is great. Um, conversations that they have on there are really, really good and in-depth. And obviously, if you're into your sports, whether it be football, rugby, basketball, baseball, whatever it might be, you, you can really get some good um articles on there like and it, it kind of fills without an agenda if you know what i mean like you might have with some of the bigger conglomerates they're always trying to sell a story where this doesn't feel that feel like that this is feels like it's more for the journalists who like actually appreciate their writing and like writing in a certain style so um yeah big shout big shout out to the athletic man but um yeah, it's good. It's good. It's good to see that you know. I'm sure they get a big, huge uptick around now, when it comes to subscribers, um, than any other time of the year. Because when I see, I know it goes up to like twelve ninety nine a month, but I'm I'm not willing to pay. I'm not willing to pay that. But when I see one pound a month, and I've seen the twelve ninety nine a month, maybe like, at, <laughs> like July or something. It's like that makes me feel like that's a huge, huge, huge discount. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So once I see that, man, I'm like, yeah, I'll do that. So, yeah, man. It is a yeah, big shout out to them. Um, is there any, so in terms of like strategies and things like that, is there anything you want to share um, around like a good uh, uh, Black Friday strategy? Uh, is is Treats by T running any Black Friday ads or anything like that? So, yeah, she's, um, so she's not running any ads, but she's got, a discount planned. It's tough for small businesses because for for them to run ads and cut through, and mm-hmm. and drive decent traffic, it is tough on Black Friday to do so because, like you said, the cost to to advertise just increases tenfold. So yeah, her strategy is not gonna gonna be to to do ads; it'll just be to her existing audience and trying to drive mm-hmm. sales that way. But 
in terms of like campaigns that have stuck out for me this year, the main one is a brand called Represent um, Clothing. I think they're based up in Manchester. And yeah, I think yeah. it might be a week ago, they announced that their warehouse was um, it was broken into and they recorded they recorded CCT, CCTV footage of the break-in and they asked people to share it and so and so. And yeah, yeah. It went, it went viral. Like the video after three days had maybe like 200,000 views all organically. Oh, I saw that. That, yeah. that was sick. That yeah, you was saw sick. it? That, yeah, 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 yeah. That was the one with the, with the, with the grannies out of the, at the end. Yeah, I posted it on my story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, That was sick. That was actually yeah. a good, good thing. It was sick. And their, yeah, I think their, their um, Instagram accounts got, it must have got grown by like 100k. Simply because mm. of, of of that video, which is insane, which kind of shows mm. the power of a good a good marketing campaign, well, social marketing mm. campaign. But yeah, that's the, the main one that um sticks out to me. And uh, since then, they've just been dropping a few hints and, and a few gems of what's coming within the Black Friday. So they've announced that it was actually a fake fake break in, which has got a few people. It got me at first. I can't lie. I looked at it. I was like, no. So I was gonna buy. A, I planned to buy a few things from there. And I was like, no. They've been broken in. I'm not going to bother about Black Friday now, but yeah, it, it definitely <laughs> got me in it, and it worked, man. It was yeah, it was a powerful move by them. And... That didn't that didn't even get me when I saw that. Yeah, it made me laugh because it was the gra- it was the grandma at the end, and I was like, okay, yeah, that. you know what I mean. Like I was like, okay, yeah. right, it's a joke. You know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah. I know it's good. I think for small businesses, it's a great chance for them to um, be creative. I'm not going to sit here and say, you know what, every small business should run a discount for Black Friday because I don't think you should. Because depending on how you hold yourself, you're not going to be seeing any ads for Rolls Royce Black Friday. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's not, it's not, that's not, that's not what they do. So I think when it comes to Black Friday, you have to really understand your brand positioning and your brand identity before kind of running out and pushing out any, any kind of advertising or marketing around your your brand i don't think you should just go around especially if you're a small business i don't know if the best thing for you to do is to just go and slash your prices and it cuts into your profits you know what i mean it doesn't make sense you know you're you're here at the end of the day you're trying to transition from a small business to probably a profitable business you know what i mean i know a lot of us are just starting out so you need to make sure that at the end of the day you're able to stay in the black, right? So you want to make sure that you are, you know, making profit at the end of the day and just slashing your profits and just to make sales, I don't know if that's the best thing to do. Um, Obviously, the likes of Adobe, they can do that, but they also know that once they get you in as a subscriber or anything, they can start upselling to you with other products and they will have the processes and the ecosystem in place to kind of keep upselling and trying to keep that user for like a lifetime user. So you have to think of all those different things. You can't just hear, you're not trying to slash your prices just to make one sell. It's not, that doesn't make sense. You're trying to make, you're trying to, if you're going to cut your your prices, it's because you're trying to bring a user in where price might be the barrier. And from there, you want to keep them being an active purchaser of your brand or active supporter of your brand for a lifetime, if possible, you know, for as many years as possible. And I think you have to really think of it in that way um, in order 
in order for a campaign to be really successful. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, I was gonna add that. I was gonna add that to, to what you just said, because yeah, for small businesses, it is it is tough because some, like you said, some businesses might just have to hold their ground, uh, hold their ground, and kind of ride the wave of Black Friday and wait for that to die down because they don't want it to impact the perception of the business. But then for others, it's it's like you said, if the price point is an issue, it's a great way to get customers in and kind of show them what your brand is about, what your business is about, and show them. show them the best expression of your product so you can hopefully keep them a, a customer for longer. So yeah, it, it, it can go either way. It's just having having a strategy for it rather than just slashing prices. Like think, okay, if I'm going to slash prices, what else can I offer? Can I offer a bit more value? It might it might cost more, but it, it might mean that you can keep customers for longer or retain a new audience that you might not have been able to retain before. Mm, mm, mm. No, you said it so clearly there, man. You're dropping some gems on them for real because, um, yeah, I, I think you, you're probably going to see it over the weekend. You're probably going to see some terrible, terrible marketing um, approaches to Black Friday from small businesses, and it's going to be painful to watch. But um, again, you can contact myself or Jamal, <laughs> to be honest, if you do want some advice on that. Um, because yeah, I, I know there's going to be a lot of businesses out there that's just trying to make a buck, but they don't realize how damaging it's probably being to their identity. Um, so yeah, you have to really think about what you're doing and especially if you don't know what you're doing, you need to seek their advice. I think minimum, just like talk to someone who knows, and then they might be able to help you position something in a way that's not harmful for your brand. And can actually uplift your brand, you know. And I think that the the word here is you you're looking for an uplift, and um, with with that, that's where you're gonna find, I guess, future success with your with your brand. Because otherwise, it could be just detriment detrimental to to how people perceive you. Mm, uh, yeah, man. Are you are you are you looking at like? any specific deals there are there any campaigns out there that you've seen that you you as a consumer might want to be a part of so for me it's i've not it's weird because in the day all, all i've been doing for the last few weeks it's been about black friday in the evenings i try to stay off my phone so i'm i've not <laughs> yeah i've not really tried to consume too many other um brands strategies it might it's, we've got tools So after Black Friday, we, we get put, we get um, a list of our competitors and, and their activity just to compare how we've how, how we've done really. But um, yeah, main one for me has just been represents and obviously got the likes of uh, Amazon and Curry. So always go big on on Black Friday and seems to kind of take over the market space in terms of advertisement. So even like with TV ads, all I ever see at the moment is Curry's um, TV ads. And Amazon, they 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 kind of set their budget aside for for this time and said, you know what, forget all our competitors, we're just gonna outbid them in every single space, and yeah, they won't get a chance. But it makes sense because they're probably gonna make the most money here, like especially when it comes yeah. to technology, man. Like everyone's buying. Like I I know whenever I needed a new TV, I would I could, my TV could break in April. I'm waiting till Black Friday to get my TV because <laughs> mm. I know. <laughs> yes. you know Prices just get cut sometimes, and 
Mm-hmm. It's like they st- it's like they stock up for this period. Um, so yeah, I, I, I like I, I was waiting for this period. So right now, waiting for a new phone. Waiting, I'm waiting for the Google Pixel Pro to go down in price. So if anyone does know where I can get a, a, a discount on the Google Pixel Pro, give me a shout. Um, because yeah, I'm waiting for Google. They've been announcing. They they did this thing. They been I I've been signed up to like their uh like I've. Like I'm on their email list or something like that, and um, to check out when the prices will drop, and they like keep sending all these emails like, yeah, three days before Black Friday, you know, it's gonna drop, blah 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 blah, and it's like three days to go, blah 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 blah, and it's like, this was like, say they said it was like last week they sent me an email saying, oh, this week we're gonna see a drop in sell and like in prices, but it's never the it's never the product that you want. It's like mm-hmm. the Google the Google Nest and the Google like dongle and doorbell and all this other stuff right and um i'm just waiting for the pixel to just drop in price obviously it's just been released but uh yeah i'm waiting for that to drop in price and i'm gonna be all over that for sure um and i don't think there's anything else really i might look out for um uh, a couple of toys and stuff like that for Mm. for for christmas but other than that like I'm not really not really fussed. And uh in the UK they do, do they do a lot of price matching. So if something was sold on Black Friday at a discounted price and you bought it like 14 days prior at a higher price, they can give you your money, they can give you some money back um on the product that you bought at a higher price. So even if you did buy something and then that went down in price, <laughs> you could still get your money back. So you won't feel like you've missed out on the sale. So um, that's also another thing that's uh, that's quite good. So yeah, yeah. to touch on press as well. I was just gonna say to touch on press. Normally, when you see these up to fifty percent up to seventy percent off, the product that has the most discount is product that's not selling. So definitely be mindful of that. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. Like when you see, when you see those big discounts, be mindful that it might not be as the quality you're looking for or, or what you're actually after. Mm. But then, yeah, it depends. It depends because sometimes it might be style-led or trend-led and if a certain style isn't selling, but it's a style that you wear or you like, yeah, you've, you, mm. you've won because, yeah, you can you can grab yourself a bargain, but sometimes it's <laughs> the more, the higher the discount, the the worse the product. <laughs> yeah, so, the worse that, yeah. Those, yeah, yeah. Yeah, those profit, those products are definitely not moving. Imagine like ninety percent off these all white trainers, and it's like no one ain't wearing these. Yeah, <laughs> which is mad because yeah. people fall for it though, and just because there's discount, people will buy it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's true actually. It's true, and you know people are so easily led into this discount life where they they see a discount on something. And then they feel like they're saving money. And that, that to me has been the most baffling thing ever. Like <laughs> you'll you'll see something and it's like 50% off. Um, and then people spend, let's say it was like 50% off, it was it cost 700 pounds. Um, they bought it for 350 pounds, and then they'll be like, I just saved 350 pounds. And I'm like, no, you just yeah. spent you did, 350 yeah, you did, pounds. <laughs> especially if they more, more time, they don't want it in the first place. So they don't, they don't yeah. think about it. They just see the discount and think, right, I'm buying it, I'm saving money. 
But you, yeah. like you said, you spent, you just spent three hundred fifty pounds. You didn't need to spend. <laughs> exactly. I think it's oh, it's the most mind-boggling thing. And it, this is probably another uh, a podcast episode, but it just shows the power of advertising. Like it literally mm-hmm. is almost brainwashing. Like, um, I, obviously, I'm so super grateful that I work within this industry, but I see the pros and cons of it. Like, it, you know, people literally get swayed, um, and then they make a decision it literally controls people's behavior and then that kind of goes into ethical uh questions right like Mm. is that a good thing is that a bad thing are we managing how people think now um like i I, like i'm just so unsure but i also understand the power of marketing because if you want to push a product out there you do need to be able to persuade and sell the product Mm. you know so yeah it's a (laughs) It's a it's a hard one, like um, yeah. like it, it it pulls on me differently just because I I know the 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 pros and I know the cons, um, but it's something that I'm also obviously passionate about at the same time. So sure. yeah, it's hard, man. It's a it's a it's it's a, it's very confusing. I don't, I know there's a lack of, I got a lack of vocabulary for this. I don't know. There's a word that that that, that means where like it's conflicting within in your interests at the same time as you enjoy mm. it but i don't know what that word is right now but yeah it's what it is I'm, I'm, maybe i'm still just hung over from the wedding last night so yeah man um i was gonna say to you so w- with um black friday and super dry so is everything in place like how how long would you say it's taken to prepare for the campaigns that you have running about to run it depends in terms of what I do directly um, maybe two weeks but in terms of like the the business this is approach to Black Friday this is probably set out in September yeah yeah, so it's a lot it's a long it's a long time in terms of the strategy um, obviously what online and our retail presence is big what we do with um, growth avenues of um traffic and, and, and sales and then we have to check stock checking we've got the right amount of stock how sales are doing in different territories the discounts in different territories that and then there's um the legality as well in terms of i think france are quite strict with their sales like i think don't quote me on this but i think an item can't be on sale for longer than two weeks or something like that mm-hmm. or it can't be advertised to be on sale for longer than two weeks so it's making sure like your legal team are involved in every step of the way so you're not like it's a time to make money not cost you money so you have to make sure like all your all your ducks are in a row a bit there um interesting yeah there's there's so many there's so many things to consider that i didn't know going into this this black friday this year so yes with an eye opener definitely Mm -hmm. but um yeah it's, it's taken a long time it's a long process to get for four days yeah, it is, it is, it is. But you know what? If if this is the time where your business at well, super drive, that's where they make a lot of themselves. They have to be a part of that conversation. They need mm-hmm. to be in front of those eyes, especially when they have like a lot of, um, I guess I don't want to say brand activations, but you know, um, they might have certain items that they want to push in front of customers that might not be selling and things like that. It's a great way to kind of get rid of those items. So they yeah. can make way for new items that they might need for the next season and so on and so forth. So yeah, no, man, it's a, uh, it's good. It is really, really, it's really, also, really good. 
as I said before, that can also be damaging because the product that gets discounted more time is product that I might not be selling or might not be as popular. So if if at the moment Supercharge trying to change their brand perception, and then if you're putting loads of budget behind um on uh, discounted goods that aren't best expression of the brand, it kind of goes against the the mission that we're trying to achieve in terms of changing that brand perception. But then if we're pushing product that um people think is the the typical super dry product it makes it kind of makes our job harder in the future to change that back and yeah kind of c- convert those customers again so yeah it's, it is difficult and that's something that i've i've been privy to like just those conversations in terms of the strategy we, t- we take but again it's interesting it's interesting to just be kind of a fly on the wall in these conversations and understand why we do certain things and why we don't do certain things mm. Mm, no, it's good. It's good. And and is there at the moment? Would you say this has been the biggest exposure to like a Black Friday leader that you've ever had? Definitely, yeah. I've not been I've not been brand side before. I normally uh, when I was agency side, we'd get a brief come in two weeks before, like the thought process and the strategy has already been thought up. And we kind of just delivered this brief and told to execute it rather than being brand side and you're part of the full process. And mm. yeah, you're part of the talks that happened in, in, in September to, to lead up to these four, this Black Friday period. So yeah, it's definitely the most exposure. Mm. And you definitely feel the pressure. It's like the Champions League final for brands, <laughs> Black Friday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Everyone, definitely. Everyone's, everyone's stretching off, wiping their brow. Making sure they're ready for this four day period and yeah. If it doesn't no, it go out of What's that? I was just gonna say if it doesn't if you don't start off to a banger, you start mm. that's when the sweat the sweat start coming sweat, in. The sweat like, coming in, yeah. <laughs> no no cells, no nothing's coming yeah. up. My shop my shop my shopify is not popping off. What's going on? Mm. Yeah, mm. I mean, uh, it's so true. It's so true. You know what? It's it's times like this where I wish I was let me say I wish I was, because I, I this is definitely on my journey. Um, but it's like when you're when you're in a I guess in a, a far I want to say a fast lane business, and what I mean by that is when you're in a business that doesn't have any limitations in terms of its scalability. I feel like if you own a business that's like this, so like a distribution company, like let's say you were a distribution company, and let's say it was in alcohol or something, and then there's like all these different bars or I don't know, let me not say Black Friday, but like it could be a sell or like let's say coming up to New Year's, Christmas and New Year's, your alcohol distributor, you know, most pubs are purchasing alcohol right now. So you you you've got a no limitation in terms of how much alcohol that you you can sell. Yeah, you know I mean, as long as you have the connections into those businesses. Let's say like on a on a on a August in August you might sell only ten thousand units, but as soon as it gets mm. to December, November, you could probably sell ten thousand units in one day. So businesses mm. like Amazon, they are like that's that's like a that's got no limitation in terms of how much they can sell in one day. They've got all the processes in place to be able to sell almost like an unlimited amount without you having to do extra work do you see what i'm saying mm. so like that 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 to me is when you have a fast lane business and i feel like 
that's this is something that I'm also trying to work on for my agency at the moment, as opposed to just like because it can kind of feel like I just oh, I own an ice cream van, and then I'm working on it all day. <laughs> but then how do I scale? How do I scale? I need like ten ice cream vans, but I can't be the person working on it. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So then yeah. I got the di- I got the distribution in place where. I'm making a portion of every ice cream that's being sold as opposed to me working. Like, I'm not trading in my time. Do you know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? So, like, that's how, like, you'll see, like, your Jeff Bezos. That's how these guys make millions. And and it's probably a faster way to make money than it is than, you know, you starting just your own business. You need to probably take a business that's already there and adapt it into something a bit more fast lane and make the process a little bit automated this is why when i was saying earlier when it comes to black friday if you do have a small business you have to realize that the bigger businesses when they are making loads of sales they have an ecosystem that a user goes into so there's a user journey so if if you've gone and bought something on black friday like me for example i bought like the my subscription to the athletic no don't, don't worry after athletic i have not sponsored this <laughs> this podcast episode but if i have bought a subscription to the athletic the athletic is going to class me as like a black friday user they're going to categorize me as, as one type of audience and they're going to try and convert me from a one pound purchase buyer to maybe one that spends three pounds do you see what i'm saying so they want me to kind of stay within their ecosystem and buy other things they might do exclusive content and you know you pay five pounds to watch this video or exclusive interview or whatever it might be they they're going to understand that you know the same with adobe they want you to start purchasing some of their other content or uh, or other um software and things like that so you really have to think on a, a bigger level and think about processes and automation you can't just think about the single action that single action is a consequence of a, a chain of different actions. Like I didn't just buy the athletic, I didn't just purchase the athletic because I saw one ad. I may have seen 10 ads. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And they and they would have known that. Do you see what I'm saying? And that's when they know that's there's a that's when the conversion comes. So they would see, okay, Jules has to see 10 ads before he makes a purchase. So they would probably set out a a 10 stage ad process or maybe a five stage let's say one where it's like a video the next one where it's like a second stage it's like uh it might just be like a simple uh image you know so i'm constantly seeing this offer in different formats so i might see it but a great example of that is jim shark at the moment i'm not sure people know but if you go onto facebook's ad library so you just type in google facebook ad library you can search what brand activity, um, what what brands are doing in terms of advertising on Facebook and Instagram. So if you just type in Gymshot, you can see that activity. And like you said, there's there might be something seen like 15 ads, all in different formats, different content types, different um, approaches to to the content just to con- to convert that user. I know they're at different stages of the funnel as, funnel as well. Um, so yeah. it's interesting to see what a brand like Gymshark, who kind of own it digitally, um, do in terms of trying to get people down that that marketing funnel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, this is like some this is some big gems because I think 
as a consumer, you won't never actually know this. You don't actually understand that you're probably a cog in this funnel. You don't know where you are in this funnel. You're, mm -hmm. you're just thinking, I just want to buy something for Black Friday. But in, in reality, they know they're trying to they know your behavior. So they know that you might need to see a certain amount of ads in different formats before you can make a purchase. You know, and this is all done again mm -hmm. via cookies. Uh, Facebook have their own thing. I like I love uh, Facebook ad library. It's a great place for me when it comes to pushing ideas and content for um, what's it called for any new clients that I may have and things like that. You get to see kind of what co other competitors are doing, what's their messaging, what formats have they got, and you can you can look at it and kind of formulate a, a funnel that they're probably using. Um, so I think it's you know, and I, I love that kind of transparency that you have mm. on um, on Facebook's uh, ad library. So yeah, no, it's, it's it's really good. Again, I want to thank all the listeners that have been listening. I've seen the the listener numbers kind of go up and down. If you have just joined us. This episode is called Do You Know the History of Black Friday? We have already discussed kind of the origins of Black Friday. We kind of debunked some of the myths around where it started. Um, uh, it may have some slave connotations. We're, no, we're not going to discredit that because uh, I think that there may be some truth in that. Um, and, you know, we already know that some of the bigger conglomerates are not going to admit that that was the case um but overall what we do know is that it was used in financial terms uh with a lot of businesses kind of going from red to black just after frank after thanksgiving with thanksgiving sales and this was the time where actually businesses started to turn a profit towards the end of the year this is why this part of the year is called q4 and q4 is always the biggest year in terms of accounting um, especially when you work within retail, this is where you make your most money, you know. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's just a quick overview in terms of what we've been we've been we've been speaking about, and now we've kind of been just kind of going behind the the I guess going into detail in terms of what certain Black Friday campaigns look like and where you as a consumer might fit in when it comes to some of these uh, some of these campaigns. So, yeah, and um, obviously Jamal mentioned some good campaigns that he's been seeing at the moment. So, yeah, man. Yeah, I feel like, you know what, this this <laughs> this episode has been quite insightful in terms of, like, Black Friday. I think, like, not, a lot, not, a, not many people actually understand the origins or the background of Black Friday. Mm -hmm. But now, now they would. And hopefully it gives people a, a, a better insight, whether you're a consumer or whether you're a small business owner, kind of how to approach it. Do you know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. if you're a small business owner, there's so many things that you can do and probably things that you shouldn't do as well. Uh, and as a consumer, don't feel obliged that you just need to just go out and just spend money. Because as Jamal said, sometimes the things that have the biggest discounts are not the most valuable things and it's the things that kind of i'm just not in demand but um yeah obviously a business owner is not going to tell you that <laughs> so yeah man yeah, yeah man. we definitely dropped gems within the podcast and it's been a good one even myself i didn't know too much about the origins of black friday i kind of i've kind of just lived in it and been part mm -hmm. of it each year so it's always good to understand where it's come from and 
and the history of it, it kind of, kind of helped shape what what you think of Black Friday if you're a consumer or if you're if you're a marketer or a business owner or something like, like just how you approach Black Friday. Mm. So yeah, no, it's been a good episode. I've liked this one. Yeah, yeah man, me too, man. It's been good. I enjoyed it. Um, I'm happy to wrap it up there. Um, unless you've got anything else to add, uh, Jam. But yeah, it was uh, it was a great episode and. Uh, until next week. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to we'll have to shout out our, our Black Friday purchases if you've made anyone any next yeah. week. Just to link it back. But yeah, until next week. Until next week, man. Peace out.